What is going on, guys? Welcome back to Creeps in the Crypt. As always, I'm Eric, and I'm joined by... Sam. And Christian. So, we got some awesome stuff to talk about today. We have a new review, and we have our winner of our second cold case deck. The fourth edition. I'm just glad we're not talking about my gingerbread house anymore. <laughs> I thought that was going to be one of the things we talked about. <laughs> we got a lot of compliments about your gingerbread house. I need, of, you, uh, I need you to build one that is like and, a murder house. Yeah, do it like a true crime house for the TikTok so I can post it on Instagram. It is about to be my shark week, so that, that'll track. Oh, no. I don't want to hear that. I'm drinking fucking cranberry and vodka. <laughs> Oh no! You get what you get, Eric. You let me know. At if least any, it's not a Bloody Mary. You let me know if any. Uh, Jesus fuck! <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a delayed reaction. You let me know if any paranormal starts uh, stuff starts happening around you, because those two things coincide. What do you mean? Menstruating and paranormal activity. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. You ever seen Ghostbusters? Well, yeah. When Bill Murray asks, uh, <laughs> "Are you menstruating? Are you menstruating?" Is I it, never put like I never put those two together. Yeah. Ever. I don't know how much Interesting. I would take. I don't know how much factual I would take from Ghostbusters. Just gonna, I mean, there is blood being spilled, so you know. I mean, look, Dan Aykroyd is kind of like a um, super into the paranormal and shit. I believe that. I mm-hmm. understand. But I'm saying. I'd say I'd say there was. It's pretty dead on the money. Is it? I don't know. Let us know um, in the emails or whatever. Send me know. a message on Instagram. They filled, They kind of killed Ghostbusters after the second movie for me, so you think it was part of the new... Well, hello, executive producer better, Salem. Better late than never. Yay! Hello, Prince of Darkness. How's the intern doing? Mm. Not doing well? He's like, fuck that bitch. <laughs> that fucking flea bag. Yo, bitch is hard. Oh, yeah. Lucy is, her fur is haunted right it, now. It's not haunted, it's infested. <laughs> no. She's too little to put fucking. She's got the poltergeist to fleas on her. Yeah. Bless her heart. Yep. So let's go ahead and read this review. Okay. Uh, this is from Baby Boo 6678. Okay. Uh, love the show. Five stars. Yay. Was looking for a new show for my long work days. Just wow. Love the genuine friendship these three have. Clearly, they make a vibe with each other, and it truly makes my week to hear their antics. Love how Eric always gets Sam and Christian riled up when he cracks a joke. Christian, your laugh is infectious. (laughs) And Sam, your reading is so calm. uh, It is weird that you know you're talking about murder and mayhem. Love you guys. Keep up the awesome work. Thank you. Damn. Murder suit. That, that was a good one. That was a, that was a good review. That was very nice, baby boo. That was a very nice review. So now it's time to unveil our winner of our Yay! second cold case deck, edition four. This has been fun. I think we're going to do, can we do this every year? Uh, Maybe. Yeah. Something like it. I just want another reason to buy more cold case decks. No. That's really it. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> so the winner for our second cold case uh, set is Shelly Caroline. Yay, Shelly! 
she uh she smoked you guys on entries so <laughs> she tagged let's see 5 10 15 20 25 30 people shit so she did she got six entries yeah heck yeah so it was kind of a she the odds were stacked against the rest of you i'm sorry it was a one it was win on a landslide but <laughs> every time you tag five people it's an entry yeah, yeah. you can tag as many People five to like different people. Well, yeah, yeah, but as many as in fives. I don't know. What I'm trying to. Yep, think. I got you. Words. I know what you meant. Words are difficult. I'm fucking delirious. All right. Oh man, and I'm editing this week's episode, so be kind to me, please, Sam. <laughs> Never. I don't. I don't need you to mush mouth your way through this one. <laughs> I won't be able to fix it. (laughs) What the fuck is mush mouthy? You've never seen uh, Fat Albert? No. You don't don't know who mush mouth is? No. I'm going to have to show it to you after the the episode. Is it really racist? I mean, Bill Cosby wrote the show, so. I understand that. Well, we'll see how Bill Cosby really works out. I mean, I just, you know, wouldn't eat any pudding cups around that. Oh, no. But I like snack packs. I'm I, I'm not I'm not gonna say the joke. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna talk about how he likes your pudding pack too. Well, you did. No, uh, yep. Yeah. So you I said went it, there. but without saying it. Yeah, I'm good at that. Salem, fire this man. Take no, his mic away. But he is making biscuits. So pulling a late night shift for Thanksgiving. Yep. Yeah. He's like life is hard. I make all these biscuits. But without further ado, Sam, let's get into this cold case. So last week we pulled a card plus a backup just in case. And I'm glad that we did because fortunately for the family, but unfortunately for us, there was an arrest made in the Lawrence Ricker case, which yay for the family. But we can't cover it because it's no longer considered cold. That bitch is cooked. So... We are diving into our backup, which was the King of Hearts, and her name is Vivian Lee Edwards. And this one, this one tested me. This one, you know. This one tested me. I don't want to give anything away, but these cold cases have been tied to some interesting people. Mm-hmm. I'm excited that you now like cold cases. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I didn't. Don't get... You did say you liked them. I did say I liked some of them. And then a lot of the times, the ones that show up on Dateline or any of that shit bore the piss out I'm of I'm sorry. Me. me and Eric like finishing. Yeah. I'm not trying to edge myself for an hour. And then like theory craft and shit. I just want to know. That, I want to know what happened. I want to know all he the blood and gore. He wants to brain nut on what's going on. Yeah. I want all the blood and gore and viscera. Well, you can get that, but with cold case too. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. I need a body count. Give me a body count. This is is your show. Mm. (laughs) It's my time to shine. It's your train, and we're just on it. (laughs) I want to make a JG Wentworth joke. I just don't know how to do it right now. No, I don't know if there would be one. Let's just leave it alone now. Yeah. Anyway, use your cold case when you need it. (laughs) 
Call eight seven seven cold case now. And uh, it doesn't work. It no, doesn't work. It doesn't work. It I tried doesn't... to. I tried to make it work. It I was trying work. to lead you into somewhere with I, it. I didn't know if you had anything going with it. Okay, we're getting off topic. Yes. Anyway, Vivian Lee Edwards was born on April thirtieth, nineteen fifty, and her mother's name is Billy, and I'm probably gonna butcher this last name. Um, Billy Presta Prestigiacomo. Prestigiacomo. I can't even I don't help you fucking with it. know, man. I don't know if I butchered it. Don't tell me. And that's really all there was in her early childhood. And oh well, all, all right. That. I guess that case was it. Well, no, it's not no, but I mean, like in her like that that that's when she was born, and that's all I could find. I'm telling you, I went I went deep. Well, I've noticed the notes get done in a much more timely manner than when I do them. I also like, well, I I try to start them as soon as possible just in case there isn't enough info or I, I can't find a lot of reputable uh, sources. So I don't use Wikipedia. I don't use um, like major news outlet outlets. Mm-hmm. I use like the local or if there's a European or Australian news source, I use that one. Not me. I use whatever I can fucking find. I try to all that's inter, all all that's interesting is a really good source that I like yeah. to use, but not with cold cases. There's not a lot. No. So Vivian was last seen at the beginning of January of 1983, but she wasn't reported missing until January 25th by her mom. So that's two weeks in between the time she was last seen and the time she was reported missing of just. No one fucking knows where she is. So that's a, that's a long fucking time. If I don't, if I go two weeks without hearing from someone, like, and this was when the eighties, eighty three. So this wasn't like the time where there was a shit load of runaways in the United States. Like, yeah, hitchhiking was down, right? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, not as much as it was in the sixties and seventies. The sixties and seventies, there was just a bunch of tra- like bunch of transient children. Yeah, like everybody's trying to go out to California and shit and live that trip, you know. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vivian had recently talked about leaving town for good, so she was she lived in the Panama City Beach area. Uh, PCB. Yeah, she. Wanted to leave town for good. And she was telling this to her friends. One of the last conversations that they had with her was her trying to leave town. She'd been in a car crash and had recently declined a settlement offer for a lot of money. And her lawyer had high hopes of her winning her court case in March of the same year. She stood to win a million dollars or more from the lawsuit. That's a lot of fucking money back in 83. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some sources say that Vivian was seeing a man named Jack Youngblood around the time of her disappearance, and we'll get back to him in just a little bit. We're going to put a pin in old Jack. Well, what I find interesting is, so she had a settlement case. Yeah. She turned it down, wanted to take it to trial. Yeah. I couldn't find the specifics. Was up to win a million dollars. Or more. And let me guess, she never made it to that trial. No. No, she did not. So... I couldn't find I have a theory already, and I'll save it for the end. Okay. I'm sure the people can read between the lines and see what I'm saying. Yeah. 
So some sources also say that their her and Vivian and Jack's connection were unclear. Some say they were dating. Some say they were just friends. They were just fucking. Uh, Vivian's mom, Billy, said that she, Vivian, had watched his kids previously. So on some level, there's a there's a level of trust on mm. some in some field. Okay. Yeah. The investigation revealed that the necessary items that Vivian would have needed to leave town for good were left in her home. Shoes, the cigarette lighter she took everywhere, and her car was also left behind. So... Well, that doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. That's that's kind of the most important part of leaving town is you get in your car. Unless she took a bus. Yeah, but there was, I mean, there was no record of her buying anything anywhere. No mention of maybe even being a possibility. So I'm sure that that was looked into. I would think. Of course, back then, I mean, I guess you could have a fake ID and just kind of disappear. I mean. Yeah. You know, we'll get we'll get there. Investigators found blood in Vivian's home that was a match for her and immediately suspected foul play. They also found phone numbers written on random pieces of paper throughout her home, and they called every single one they found to no avail. They were, however, fingerprints found in Vivian's home. Okay. Two, there were two pe- persons of interest in Vivian's case. First was her ex-husband. He'd been physically abusive towards her four years prior to her disappearance. They divorced, and he did pass a poly, which doesn't really mean a whole lot, but he did allow officers to search his vehicle, and the search turned up nothing. It is quite literally impossible to get a bloodied body into a car without leaving any trace of blood because no matter how much or how deep you think you've cleaned, you're never going to get all the blood. You're just not. There's always going to be some trace left somewhere. Vivian told people that she was afraid of her neighbor who had chased his girlfriend into Vivian's house and shut Vivian out of the way so he could beat his girlfriend. That's, That's the most Florida shit I've ever heard. Yeah. Well, they are in PCB area, so. Yeah. Vivian told her mom that she thought her neighbor might have been looking into her windows. There were 21 cigarette butts from the brand that he smoked outside of her window. That's not creepy. Right? Vivian's brother loaned her his shotgun because she was so scared of this neighbor. The neighbor's name was never released that I could find. Hmm. Suspicious. Unfortunately, there wasn't enough evidence against the neighbor for him to be a full-blown suspect, despite the claims made against him. On October 3rd, 1987, almost five years after Vivian's disappearance, skeletal remains were found in a wooded area in Walton County, Florida. The distance between the location of the remains and Vivian's home was 20 minutes. How they didn't just, like, make a perimeter. 20 minutes. Right under their nose. Crack police work. Yes. What a bang-up job they did. 
Two other interesting connections in this case are serial killers Henry Lee Lucas and Otis Toole. They were both active during the time of her disappearance. I'm not going to get into either of them. We will cover them at a yeah, later date. This, isn't, this episode isn't about them. Let's just say that those two fuckers would confess to about goddamn anything. Yeah, this episode is about Vivian and mm-hmm. getting her information out there. So we're not going to talk about them. Sheriff McKeithen did interview Henry Lee Lucas in 1984, and he said that he and Otis did murder a woman in Bay County around the time of Vivian's disappearance, but he didn't provide enough details to support the claim. Shocker. In 1989, investigators showed Otis six photos of different women, and he picked out Vivian's and said that he and Henry murdered her. They took Otis for a drive, and he directed them to an area two blocks from Vivian's home and said that she lived nearby and that they'd driven for about 15 minutes before they dumped her body in a wooded area. Hmm. Well? So. Mm. That, uh, okay, I might give some credence to their, their shit. But wait. Okay. There's more. The police brought their findings to the state attorney's office, which is Florida's DA. They call it state attorney. Gotcha. But they declined to charge the two with her murder. It's also important to note that... I find that very strange because, like, the police love to close a case. Yep. And... I mean, granted, that is some serious circumstantial evidence, but they had to have their eye on somebody to be like, hey, nah. Well, we'll get to there. Okay. It's also important to note that the fingerprints that were found in Vivia's home did not match Henry or Otis. They both confessed to umpteen murders after they were captured, so I'm sure... They were just like, huh, okay. You could you did her too? Cool. But I mean he did lead them to the area of her body. It sounded to me it sounded like they knew It's probably their dumping grounds. They well, maybe. I mean not to bring them back up, but they were looked at for any fucking cold case yeah, across that's the country. True. Yeah. I mean, for fuck's sake, the Lady of the Dunes case that just got solved, they were, you know, asked about. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to get back to Jack Youngblood, the guy that Vivian may or may not have been seeing at the time of her disappearance. Were they banging? Were they not? I don't know, but he is ugly as shit. (laughs) I was not expecting you to say that. (laughs) He looks creepy and like... Describe him. I don't have a picture. Like the dirty, pervy old guy who watches children. That. Hold on. Let me look this fucker up. He. He looks like a perv. I mean, he is a perv. So, like I said, Vivian was spending time with this guy. The and- football player? <laughs> I don't think so. No, he was a real estate guy. Oh. What was uh, Vivian's last name? I'm sorry. Edwards. Vivian Lee Edwards. 
Keep going. Anyway, so she was spending a lot of time with this guy at the time of her disappearance. Whether it was romantically or platonically, he was in her life during this time. On February 4th, 2013, a woman came forward and talked to the sheriff's office about Vivian's case. She'd recently crossed paths with Jack and recalled a time that she'd spent the night in Je- with Jack in his van outside of Vivian's home. As she's telling Sheriff McKeith in the story, she reveals a detail that was never released to the public. He doesn't ever um, specify what this detail was, so I'm sure it's still hidden for whatever reason. Maybe it's a telltale detail. I'm not sure. Um, this woman had been sexually assaulted by Jack several times, and he'd taken nude photos of her when she was a child. This was about 40 years ago in 2013. Um, I mean, like, in when she reported it, yeah, it, it was, was 40 years ago. Yeah. Um, and the last time she saw Jack, it looked like he had a book of what she thought was inappropriate photos of children. Hmm. Really sick fuck. Yeah, that's that's pretty pretty bad. Yeah. They tracked down Jack to the Callaway Mobile Home Park that he had just moved into a few days prior. And Sheriff McKeithen and an investigator, Dennis Rozier, which his name sounds really familiar. I think he's been in a lot of Daily D'Ambra's stuff. Maybe. The name just sounds really familiar to me. Um they arrive at Jack's trailer and see that the door is open. I'm not sure if this is like just the front door and the screen door was closed or what. Or if there was nothing at all. It just says the door was open. Um, and when they approached said front door, they could hear self-pleasuring noises from inside. Oh, he was, he was jerking off. Yeah. Uh, Sheriff McKeithen states their presence. You know, like. Sheriff's office, you know. Um, Look me in the eye. That's the only way I can finish. Uh, and Sheriff McKeithen sees Jack jump up and run into the corner of the room. You'll never take me hard, copper. Quit it. He was naked, but found a blanket to wrap himself up in before they entered. So I'm assuming there was some sort of like screen door. I'm hoping he wasn't just, like, doing that with the door wide-ass open. With I mean, no other barrier in is between. Is that not the only way to do it? I can't stand you. <laughs> it, that that way you invite people I mean, in to see the Sam, show. Our neighbors see Eric's naked ass or my naked ass. It's well, 50, your door's 50, not open. Yeah, the, you can see it through our curtains. Yeah. Well, at least you you there's some sort of... It doesn't leave much barrier imagination. Trust me. (laughs) Do you guys want to see the beast with two backs? I don't know what that means. I don't want to know. Anyway. Let's just think about it. Nope. I'm good. She's moving on. (laughs) Moving on. The only things that were in the room was a $10 bill on the floor. Okay. A chair, Mm -hmm. a TV that was play. That was, uh, playing what was described as hardcore porn. Oh, okay. And, and a backdoor sluts nine. 
and a table with a book of pornography. I was thinking it old school with the this, book. This, this is back when? In the 80s? This is 2013. Oh. Uh, no. Yeah, I guess it was 2013. Yeah. Oh, so this is past the time. Oh, man, I was going to make a really good Bush joke. Damn. Mm. Well, sorry. The windows were open and there were children playing outside. It was very obvious to Sheriff McKeithen and Dennis Rozier what he was doing. No shit. They wanted to arrest him for exposing himself, but they didn't technically see He was in his own... Okay, all right, hold on. This man was in his own home, rubbing one out, probably had a stressful day, and he needed to de-stress a little bit. So he threw on some hardcore porn and just went to town. On his photo book. Polishing his one-eyed weasel. And these cops came and interrupted. They couldn't have, they couldn't have taken a smoke break or went to Dunkin' for like 15 minutes to let this man, this poor man 15 finish. 15 minutes? Does it really take that long? I mean, dude, sometimes, you know, you got you to gotta get to the right page of Pornhub. Like that sounds like a lot of extra work. I, I got I got to yeah, find the right sounds... I got to find the right stuff to watch, and then it's like, well, you get halfway through, and then you get bored. Yeah. And then you got to like find a different video. What? And get to the good part of that. It, it's a process, man. It's a process. that sounds a lot harder than it needs to be. I need the right setting. I need I need the right I need the right picture in my head. Well, good God, Eric! Do you need candles lit? And yeah, yeah, it's a whole experience. You need rose petals too while you're at I'm it. I'm gonna put on some, some champagne. In, I'm gonna put on strawberries. That, that '90s uh, instrumental album that they used to do the commercials for that had like Indian shit on it. I'm so done here. Salem's cowering in the corner. <laughs> Actually, no, Salem would be licking himself. I locked himself. the cats out. Lucy would be cowering in the corner. Salem would be like, mm, yeah, let me lick myself. I got to light, you know, light some candles. He does lick himself. Not me. I don't. <laughs> no. I, I can't get that low. No, Salem does. I knew he meant. I didn't, I didn't do the Marilyn Manson thing where, you know, remove a couple ribs. That, uh, he scares me. So you can suck your own dick. He that was such me. a rumor. It's not even funny, but we're not going to get into that. Let's. I digress. So, just, I'm done with you for tonight. <laughs> I'll I'll see myself out. I'm going to go to the guest room for the evening. <laughs> you better not. Those are expensive shoes. <coughs> so Jack is a retired real estate. Developer, mogul, some, not mogul. Oh, I, th- I really thought you were going to say Jack was jacking. Jack was doing his thing. He'd been arrested a handful of times. Uh, back in 2007, he was arrested for threatening to kill his wife, but the charges were dropped. Mm. Two years later, so this would make it 2009, his neighbor, Debbie Smith, this is important. This is a little like. Okay. Um. His neighbor, Debbie Smith, woke up in the middle of the night to find him passed out drunk on her kitchen floor with his uh, nether regions exposed. He was charged and pleaded no contest, which means like, yeah, I did it, but I'm not admitting it, basically. I plead the fifth. Yeah, but like, I'll still take the charge, you know. Yeah, there's really no defense for that one. Yeah. I mean, really, he probably, I'm not trying to defend this piece of shit, but... 
I get it. It's Florida. You're you're blackout drunk, and the he's winding up in the wrong trailer. Yeah, you just <laughs> he walked into the wrong trailer, man, and then passed out on that linoleum floor, that cold linoleum floor. It probably felt nice. Probably did feel nice. I've done it before. I've and then he started floor. turning his crank right there in the fucking I hope kitchen. Not. Debbie claims that Jack used to watch her through her windows. Mm. And one time she found five cigarette butts outside her back door. And Debbie's not a smoker, but Jack is. A little food for thought right there. Mm. What's his brand? I don't know. It never fucking said. That's. I'm going to say Newports. Nah. Nah, probably Marble Reds. I was literally thinking Marble Reds. Get the fuck out of my head. It definitely wasn't Virginia Slips. Mm-mm. That'd be funny as shit if it was, though. <laughs> the little teeny tiny ones. Yeah. Those oh are so cute. No, they're not cute. They're so teeny. What's her name? Used to smoke them at work. And <laughs> that girl. Yes, the psychotic one. Yes. What the come- fuck was her name? Let's oh. not dox this woman on the show. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it afterward. We'll talk about her because I'm friends with her on Facebook and I love her. I like her posts. They're very, they're very interesting. I'm dead. I did track down a transcript from part of the conversation that Sheriff. Frank McKeithen and Jack Youngblood had in his trailer back in 2013. So um, Sheriff McKeithen says, I want to talk to you about Vivian Edwards. And Jack says, I loved her. Frank says, is that why you killed her? And that's where that's all. That was just that little snippet of the transcript. I feel like there's a lot more said than that. Yeah, but that was all that was available. In 1994... A married couple came forward and said that they knew Vivian, and the last time they saw her, she told them that she was scared that her husband would kill her, her ex-husband. The couple then gave her money to leave town, and they never saw her again. I'd found a blurb in the Panama City Herald that said a suspect was identified and that BCSO is waiting on evidence results in her case. So the body that was found was her body, though, correct? Yes. Okay. Vivian's case has remained unsolved for almost 40 years. I think it's like 39. There have been several persons of interest in her case, but no evidence has come forward to levy any charges against anyone yet. If you were anyone who you might know, might have any information on Vivian Lee Edwards, contact the Panhandle Crime Stoppers at 850-785-8477, which it makes tips. Okay. There you go. Well, if you have any information, please call those people so they can close this case. All right. So theories, ladies? I have no idea. Mm. Whenever I read the Otis Tool part, I was like, ooh. And then I read the Jack Youngblood part, and I was like, oh. Okay. So here's my theory. Okay. I think none of them did it. I don't think any of them did it. I think this is just me. Mm -hmm. I think the insurance company was hard up to lose a lot of fucking money. And probably the guy that got in the accident with her that was getting sued mm-hmm. probably fucking did it that was 
I mean, yes, I'm not saying that's not a possibility. Or it had a hit put out on her or something. If it was a hit, we wouldn't have found her. I'm talking like a Florida sloppy, like. I mean, it was an 83. So. Yeah, it's basically like. I know a guy like he knew a, a guy, guy who that, knew a guy who knew a guy that would kind of like the Joe Exotic hit on Carol like, Baskins. Yeah, like kind of like, something like that is kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. I don't know. That's not out of the question. I mean, that's. It is Florida. That is the Anything's motive possible. that I'm looking at because it makes the most sense to me. She was in to win a lot of money and. I mean, granted, it was the insurance company, but she was, she was also probably going to sue the guy too. And he's like, "I'm, I'll be damned." Yeah, I mean, I, it also never gave me what kind of accident this was. Yeah. So, like, if I thought it said a car accident. Yeah, but I mean, like, did she get hurt? Yeah, like, there was there any like hospital time? Did she, like yeah. why did why is she why is she standing to make a million dollars or more off of a car accident? I mean. What's his name? In 83. Big Daddy had his foot run over and he only got 20 grand, so. Mm. I mean, that that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at with it is like, okay, she's going to make a fuck ton of money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's probably not only suing the insurance company, but suing the guy. Because he probably had money. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We're talking Florida in the 80s, so. Lots of cocaine. Lots of cocaine. Shit like that. Lots of anger. Lots of (laughs) anger. I'm willing to bet she was taken out sloppily, but not sloppily enough. Well, sloppy enough that they found her, but good enough that... I'm sorry, Sam. (laughs) Uh, Probably not good enough that... I don't know. I'm not saying it's not possible, because I don't... Every, I mean, anything's possible. But I feel like if it was a hit, they wouldn't have dumped her 20 minutes from her house. All I'm saying is if it, if it was Jack Youngblood, from what I know about killers and shit, it's a constant thing of upping the ante. So he's realistically probably a peep, a peeping Tom, and that's his thing. And it probably never escalated past that because if that was the case, he would have a lot more fucking bodies. So you think the cigarette butts are kind of like a like a red herring? It's a red herring. Um, okay, I follow you there. Because I mean, he did assault. Think about Richard Ramirez. They get, like he started out going on those peeping tom runs with his uncle, mm-hmm. cousin, cousin, um, and. Fucking, he kept having to up the ante. These serial killers have to always up the ante. It always has to be more of a rush. Well, I mean, he went from, maybe he went from peeping in her windows to assaulting that girl that came forward. I mean, And then maybe she did friend zone him and he didn't like that. What I'm saying is he would probably kill again. That's true. Like that, that's where you cross that line to where like, oh, this makes me feel good to do this. I'm going to keep going. I mean, unless Vivian was his object of uh, his trigger object and he took her out first and right out the gate. And that was that. No, because then it's chasing that feel. 
With it, most serial killers. Yeah, it's... Yeah, uh, but, I mean, we have plenty I mean, of one-off serial not I mean, one-off killers. I mean, you have, like, displacement, like, displacement killers where it's, like, Ed Kemper, where, like, he lost the drive to do it after he killed his mom, but still, exactly. it's not like... This guy would have probably built up... I don't think he just... I think the cigarette butts are red hair. I think the dude's a sicko and a peeping Tom. I agree with you there. But I don't think he's the killer. I just maybe the ex-husband. Yeah, but they ruled him out pretty quickly. Then this takes me back to where I originally thought. I think it somebody fucking offed her so she wouldn't appear in that court case. I mean, I'm not. I mean, that's that's my theory on it. Stranger things have happened. Christian, do you, what, what's your theory on this? I told you. I don't think it was any of the guys that were mentioned. I don't think it was Jack Youngblood or um, her husband. I mean, they kind of knocked him off. And they said there was two sets of fingerprints, which they didn't really explain. I'm guessing one was her ex-husband's and then was the other one Jack Youngblood. So then they found blood, but then no other fingerprints. So I'm not really sure. I feel like I'm going to go with you on your theory. Yeah, I think I, I don't I don't see it being anything else other than I mean they have really no other suspects. They say I have other suspects, but I mean they could be correlating them with other things. Yeah. Just trying to make a match. I mean they I found that blurb in the what was it, Panama Herald or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That evidence is being processed. Well, then let's hope it gets solved. Yeah. I have a like a news notification for it set from the awesome website that I got most of the source material for. Cool. Awesome. Well, that sums up uh, this episode. Our king of hearts. So if you guys have any theories on this, tell us in the comments. Mm. What are your theories? Share with us. What do you think happened? I want to know. That would be awesome. So, Sam, without further ado, would you like to unveil the final playing card yes. episode? Yes. Would you like to cut the deck, Christian? Sure. It's very unclimactic. <laughs> oh, yeah. So silent. All right. We have the Six of Spades. His name is Chad Wilder. He was 33 years old. He uh, was found in 2004. In West Orange County. All right. He was shot. Oh. Well, there you go. Would you like to give us a backup? Yes, I would. Oh, that was two. Um, five of clubs. His name is Tory James Smith. He was 18 years old. He was shot on Easter Sunday in 2007. That's sad. Mm. While walking home from a church function in the 200 block of Avenue T Northeast in Winter Haven. I'm going to hell. They sent him to meet Jesus. Oh, no. Get the fuck out, Eric. <laughs> Salem. Get Strike this man. Oh. So we will see what brings from these two. It'll be a surprise for you guys for next week. All right. Well, it's our last one. It's the last one. And then someone will win this next week, this deck. Yep. And we'll unveil that on Friday. Yay. Um, 
Christian. Yes. It's time for your your weekly task. <laughs> Is it to get social? Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate you guys so much for coming on this journey with us as we are diving into Sam's favorite. And she is slowly, slowly converting us. Sometimes you don't always need to finish immediately. A little edging is okay. Uh, Make sure you guys are following us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Make sure you guys are downloading, liking, sharing the show. (coughs) Share the hell out of it. Sorry. We are getting ready to end our year. You're in about a little bit less than a month. So we're really excited to see where... We are going to end up. We got, um, what, three episodes left yeah. for the year? Yeah. Because we're taking two weeks off at Christmas time. Oh, yeah. I forgot to vacation time. Woo. Uh, Wee. So it would make us, it would be the best Christmas present ever if you guys could help us by sharing the show with your friends. And make sure you guys are also sharing um, and doing everything you can for these decks they're awesome and we're gonna make sure that we can come up with some other fun stuff to do awesome yep well until next week stay creepy bye bye bye